Welcome to The Conversations. I'm your host, Zach. The Conversations is a podcast that talks about your mental well-being, mental health-related issues, and how you can cope if you're having mental health issues. This program will be bringing a lot of people who have experience in mental health-related issues, uh, counselors, specialists, that will be discussing th- things concerning mental health. Today, I'm happy to be hosting somebody who has had experience in mental health. Her name is Mwape Mwanakate. Mwape Mwanakate, it's good to have you on The Conversations. Thank you. I'm so glad uh, mm-hmm. that we finally be able to connect <laughs> on yeah. this topic because we, yeah, we've been talking about it for, for like the longest time. Yeah, you know. Um, to start with, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people might be wondering why Zach is so, um, so confident, so uh, zealous about talking about mental health related issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you may know, I had I had brain surgery. Yeah. And um, when we talk about mental, we're talking about things that are actually relating to the brain, yeah. your emotional uh-huh. well-being, your heart, and whatnot. So w- what happened to me happened in a flash. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I realized the power of mental health. It happened to me in a flash. Imagine being told on a Thursday that you yeah. have to undergo surgery. And the following day, you have to be operated on. And how long? How long ago was this, by the way? Uh, twenty twenty one. So wow. it's just okay. been slightly over a year now. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm told on a Thursday, on Friday, I'm being operated on. Uh, later in the afternoons, on Friday, I wake up. I have a tube in my head. <laughs> wow. Drawing okay. blood and fluid off my head. Um, two days later, I'm discharged. Go home. Um, the second day I'm at home, I'm not able to walk. The lower part of my body is not functioning properly, and you know, I had so many thoughts, thinking. What is happening to me? Mm-hmm. What is, what is going on, and whatnot? Um, so, I'll talk about how I I got yeah. out of the situation. But I I want people to to hear it from somebody who was actually you know I've, I've had these conversations with you concerning mental yeah, health yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. And for somebody who who wants to know how to get a niche of how they can get through this, how was your experience? So, um, it's okay, maybe let me not say how was your experience. Yeah. How is your experience? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, wow, I think when you struggle, okay, so first of all, mental health, right? Mm. Everyone has mental health. So yes. it's almost like the word heart health. Everyone yeah. has a heart and your heart can either be healthy, healthy or, or not healthy. Yeah. And so I think one of the things that sometimes I find people do is like, mm. oh, okay, mental health is like, oh, depression or, mm. you know, anxiety. But mental mm. health is something that we actually all have, mm. right? Mm, 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 um, I think for me, um, something that I'm particularly passionate about is depression and okay. anxiety. Mm. Um, both of those things are things that I've been diagnosed with and mm. um, things that I've been dealing with for actually a very long, long time. time. Um, mm. I think... Um, maybe in the last maybe seven years mm-hmm. is probably where I began to understand and know that, okay, this is what depression is and mm. this is what anxiety is. Mm. Um, but for me, if I look back, even like at the symptoms and maybe certain patterns mm-hmm. that have emerged in my life, I would mm-hmm. say I've been struggling with this maybe from the time maybe I was around 12, mm. you know, but again, so, 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 yeah. so, 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 so in short, mm-hmm. A child, a teen, a child as l- as, 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 as as of the low age of yeah. 12, 10 mm-hmm. could actually have 
mental health issues. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that sometimes what we do is like when a child has mental health issues or mm. young people, teenagers, we tend to say, oh, that's just bad behavior. They're mm. just acting out. But I find that a lot of um, times, like maybe my behaviors was like, okay, I have all these emotions that I'm trying to deal with. I, I don't understand them. And mm. you, you don't even have an outlet, you mm. know? So you just sort of all over the place, just doing things and, and it's coping. Mm. Um, and I think that when you're a child, not to say that it's completely different from like the adult experience, but mm. when you're a child, I feel like that ability to verbalize is not necessarily there, or even mm. to be able to connect those dots and say, oh, wait a minute, okay, these are the things that are happening. You, do you understand what I mean? Mm. And I think it's often very hard for parents and caretakers because it's like, again, mm. if you don't really know, okay, a young person can have depression or these are the symptoms, mm. then it's very hard for you to w figure out how to... Yeah. When, when was the first time you actually came across... Uh, or when was the first time you ever had a situation that mm. maybe somebody made you realize that you have issues that are relating maybe to depression or, or whatnot? How was the experience after being told you have a mental health issue? Oh, wow. Um, so I would say... For me, it was disbelief. So mm. I was in university, I was doing my master's, mm. and I remember the school was like, you know what, we think it's probably best for you to drop out mm. this semester. Mm. <laughs> like, drop out. They're mm. like, um, have you ever thought of counseling? Mm. And you know, like, so I, mean, I was like, counseling? Mm. Like, that's strange. But like before that, it was like very hard to wake up in the morning. Like my mood was just all over the place. Mm. And so I remember for me, like rock bottom was mm. going to counseling because I was like, I am not the kind mm. of person who should be here. Mm. How can I be diagnosed with depression? That does, mm. it just, it was so, I remember I sat in the counselor's office and I cried because I was mm. like, I can't believe that I'm here. There's no way I can be did you did, did, did you have an understanding of what mental health was at that point? Or you were being a typical Zambian, Kambati. mental health, it's something to do with Chinama. At, so at that time, I really didn't know. Mm. And it was funny because, you know, that was the first time, like I said, mm. in my head, depression is, okay, maybe someone who's maybe lost their parent Friends, or yeah. has had some crazy event happen mm. to them. But I'm like, I don't fit that narrative yeah, you, don't, yeah. you know and mm. again like it took a whole process of learning okay this is what depression is mm. and you know one thing about counselors that i mm. like is like they don't just you don't go to the office and they say this is what you have but they take you on a journey to mm. discover like oh they'll ask you questions okay so now you the things maybe you're going through mm. do you see any of them on this list mm. Now you're yeah, looking at the list, you're like, like oh, my oh gosh, my yeah, sleeping all the time. <laughs> yeah, mood swings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not wanting to be with people, loss of motivation. Mm. And I think I sort of came to the realization that, wow, actually, I have a problem mm. here. And, um, yeah, but like so I said. So after, after, after you met a counselor and you talked about your mental, mm -hmm. um, your mental health, uh, did it make it worse for you? Did you get better? Uh, yeah, so I want to understand that when yeah. when you do a checklist of how you're feeling, there are a lot of things involved, such yeah. as maybe becoming suicidal mm -hmm. and whatnot. Did you ever have episodes where you started feeling like you want to take your own life, especially after knowing mm. that you are having mental health issues? 
Yes. Um, so like I said, um, I think once I started sort of counseling and beginning to understand like, mm. oh, okay, these are the symptoms, I realized like I struggled with suicidal ideation, mm. right? Mm. And the, I think it sort of... So you actually did even before you were yes you were told yes in most cases i want to believe that uh it's it's usually after somebody is told that they're having mental health issues and they want to kill themselves because mm-hmm. uh, basically they feel like um it's, know, it's like rock bottom yeah, basically you know what yeah I mean. no so yeah so you had it before yes so i had mm. it before and again like suicidal ideation i want to sort of maybe explain what that means because Mm -hmm. I think when you talk about suicidal ideation it's sort of like I would think a lot about like suicide right Mm. but it's not like I had an intent right and that's very different from like when you're having like when you want to sort of attempt right and sometimes for some people suicidal ideation serves as an escape Mm. right like if i'm having issues or i just have all these things that i'm trying Mm. to Mm. deal Mm. with Mm. the idea that in my head like i can just escape and go Mm. somewhere Mm. like that brings a lot of peace i don't know how to i i don't know how to explain that but i think that's the best and most Mm. people who i've maybe had conversations with that might have suicidal ideation Mm. sometimes they're like i wish i could just die maybe for like two weeks Mm. and come back right it's not necessarily like you're like oh i just want to leave but it just feels like okay that's the only option or if i just wasn't here Mm. and so it's something that is is it because uh when you have suicidal thoughts yeah 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 is, is it because one feels there's a better place to be than being on earth or maybe there's an option of the world what really goes through the head of mm. the mind of somebody who is thinking in those lines um i think honestly and again like part of why you know it's important for me to share my story because there's a lot of stigma surrounding like mm-hmm. suicide but i think it's important to understand like like you said mm-hmm. why people do it and i think that for me, the times where maybe I've been struggling with those thoughts is mm. like maybe I have a lot of things that I'm really battling with and mm. I'm just like, I just want a rest, yeah. right? And, you know, I guess we think maybe not being here, then I don't have to deal with any of this, mm. you know? And I think... So it's like, it's like an immediate solution to a problem yeah it's it's and it and again like i said i think most people who struggle with ideation Mm. right you can even have that on a brilliant day Mm. like you can have a really really good day but again it's also part of one of the the symptoms of depression Mm. right and suicidal ideation is not necessarily tied to whether i'm feeling sad or not sometimes you can have a really good day and you come home and you're like but i just feel like I just don't want to be here. Yeah, you, know. you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really a, a challenging, it's a challenging thing. Like when you say like your mind becomes a battlefield mm. because it's like for me as a Christian also, on one hand, I'm like, okay, I know that these thoughts that I'm having, mm. like this is not truth and this is not the solution Mm. but for whatever reason in the overwhelming experience of what i'm going through Mm. it just feels do you do do you really understand or know what led to your depression do you can you really pinpoint to something that um so i i I think i can't you can't yep and it's Mm. one of the i think also challenging things to explain because Mm. i think most people feel like 
depression has to have a cause. A cause. But sometimes, let's say someone has a chemical imbalance for whatever mm. reason, their serotonin Cause, cause, levels Because I want are to believe, I want to believe on a bad day when I'm just feeling low. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to think what what situation in the day yeah. made me feel low, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to deal with something that you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, and then I don't know. Um, is this where the part of antidepressants come in when you don't know really what the cause is of mm-hmm. your depression? You know, that's okay. So that's a very interesting question. So like I said, um, I shared this earlier. So, you know, I'm at school. They tell me, hey, you need to take the semester off. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm doing my master's. How do I take a semester off? Mm-hmm. This is going to extend my time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, you know, just as well, I thank God for, you know, my professors because they were yeah. like, yeah, they could obviously see that something was not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say this was um, maybe uh, in March. This was 2015. Mm-hmm. By the time it got to October, mm. I will never forget this. I remember I called my pastor one day and I was like, Pastor, like, if I don't get like some serious help, mm. like, I don't think I'm going to make it past this week. Mm. Like, I am really struggling with these thoughts. And I, I, you know, we've been going to church, we've been fasting, I've been going to counseling, and it just doesn't seem to be mm. getting better. better. And, you know, but at the same time, I was like, okay, but is a Christian allowed to take antidepressants? How does mm. this work? And so, but it got to the point where... And you see, in, in, in our African setup mm-hmm. in Zambia, um, you know, I run an organization called Help Beyond Borders. Yeah, yeah, Help yeah. Beyond Borders, we take doctors to far-flung places in mm-hmm, Zambia. Mm-hmm. We go and offer free medical services. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything that is out of the ordinary. Yeah. Nymphiti. Yeah. Uloshi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And... Here we are in a place, for example, like in Livingston, and yeah. this mother just says, no, we are not going to allow you guys to look at this child or to do an operation on this child because all we know Ish, wow. is this child needs to go and see a herbalist, a ritualist, hmm. to help this child. Yeah, You can't help this child. Yeah. That's just the reality of what happens out there. And we need to get to a point, and one of these programs, like the ones that we're doing, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a way to sensitize people to understand that Mental health issues are true. Yeah. They affect people. Hydrocephalus, spina bifida, all of these things mm-hmm. are true. And you can actually get help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now if you're gonna talk to a pastor, a pastor will tell you, let's pray about it. Yeah. I want I want to I want I want Zambia to get to a point where a pastor should actually be the one referring you to counselors. Mm-hmm. And what I was mm-hmm. and what I was getting at, right? So I remember when I that day when I called my pastor, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, Okay, you know what, we when it comes to mental health, mm. we are honestly not the most equipped. Mm. But one thing he told me is like, whatever this journey looks like, mm. we know that God is in our lives. God mm. is always in the process. Mm. And it was after that, that was like the first time I'd gotten on antidepressants. Mm. And I, I will say maybe like the first week, mm. it's almost like, imagine like you're in a dark room and then someone just opens these like windows mm. and like now like sunlight is streaming in. it just it made a huge difference mm. 
in my ability to get back to class, in my ability to be able to function, mm. like I wasn't sleeping all the time. Mm. It sort of regulated my, allowed me to regulate my emotions. Mm. And one thing I always tell people, right? If you're a Christian, you believe like, okay, we're spirit, soul, and mm. body. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's certain ailments that mm. come in spirit, soul, and body, body yeah. right? Mm. So with depression, right? If you're dealing with a spirit of depression, mm. Even if you drink the whole box of antidepressants, <laughs> my friend, you know, like, uh, you know, demons don't go by <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If your area of depression is in the soul realm, right, where mm. your mind is, your mm. will, and your emotions, mm. even if you're taking medication, if you have, like, a lot of trauma or things mm. that you haven't dealt with, it's going to be very, I mean, it'll work, you know, mm. but it's not going to be sustainable. Mm. And there's some people who, I mean, for them, it's just for whatever so reason, did, did there's a chemical imbalance, mm. which is in the body. In the body. Right? So did it actually get to a point where you were prescribed antidepressants? Yes. So now... For how long did you drink antidepressants? Wow, um, or are you still drinking antidepressants? So I was mm. actually on them for a few years, okay. right? And, you know, I, I know there's a bit of uh, controversy surrounding, mm. you know, mm. how maybe Americans might mm. prescribe things mm. but I mean at the time right you know when I started like I said it made a huge difference for me mm. it, just in my own story I honestly don't think I would have even managed finishing my master's mm. without like medical assistance mm. so yeah um, and to be honest Mope, um as a person who has known you for some time yeah <laughs> there's a whole big difference between the Mope that we knew then mm -hmm. and the Mope that we know now because yeah. then you're excited yeah. Very happy person. Mm -hmm. Next, maybe try to reach out on phone and you just be this whole different person. Right? Yeah. And it was really, and I think. And also there's a lot of was, consistency in you now. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it was so hard for a lot mm. of my friends and mm. my family to, to understand. To really cope up who, who are we in your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do we stand, and, you know? And, and, and I think they thought, oh, maybe Mopi just, ah, she doesn't want to answer our phone calls. She mm. just, ah. But and, it was and like honestly, I was in families, in families. Big Mope, in families, in, in families, we yeah. have. Even mothers and fathers saying, But then they yeah. don't realize there's something not right with the person. Yeah. And when you start to like withdraw, oh no, like, mm. and me, everyone knows, I've always been a people person. Like, I'm a vibe, you know? Mm. And then to get to a stage where. <sighs> You know, people like, I haven't seen you in months. You mm. don't answer your phone. We don't see you on social media. It was like, I'm literally sleeping all the time. Mm. <laughs> My way, of, and you know, people cope differently. But for me, like, I just used to sleep. Because mm. if I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming, you know? And that's, uh, it, dreaming, I heard somebody say, when you're depressed and when you're going through stuff, sleeping becomes your alternative life because you're still living but just living in a yeah. whole different scenario mm -hmm. where you where i mean it's just different and it mm. doesn't last forever and you don't have this like oh mm. gosh okay how is how is how am i going to manage you get did what you, i mean did you did you ever get to a point mape where you actually held tablets or whatever you just tired of life and you just want to give so i think again for whatever reason mm -hmm. as much as like i struggled a lot with ideation <sighs> i think i never really had an intent mm -hmm. so like i could sit there and i'm like oh i could even think okay me if i was going to you know do a b c d this is maybe mm -hmm. how i would do it i could sit and have those thoughts but i don't think i ever um had the courage to ever you know like actually do something like that but when i do hear of people maybe mm. who have 
attempted or mm. who have unfortunately lost their lives i'm like the amount of like mental anguish and mm. turmoil that you have to be in mm. for you to get to a place where you're like i mean i don't my family my job like my future i'm going to give all that up it's it's mm. it's ish it's a lot it's a lot um yeah it's yeah it's really a lot and i remember one thing someone once told me um they told me don't believe everything you think mm. so i'm like i can have thoughts and i can be thinking things but i can be thinking things that are untrue and even if i think this thing and it feels so real i need to now i need to develop maybe the capacity to be able to say okay i have mm. this thought but this thought is actually not real even though it's per like it's persisting how, how did family take it when you you broke down the news to say you've been taking antidepressants and, um, and whatnot oh i think i hid it for a very long time i think probably for the first maybe three or four years and then again you know i was at school so it's sort of like you're handling your mm. own stuff so i think for a long time i just they never of, knew yeah i didn't but then i what, think what, what was that what was that is it because of the stigma around drinking antidepressants being known as a mental health um patient was it because of that or you just wanted to keep it low and get through this alone i what? think i think part part of it was i think i was still dealing with the fact that i can't believe that i i'm struggling with this so i don't even want to know any i don't even want anyone to know that this mm. is what i'm dealing with you get what i mean and i think it was that type of thing where i'm like okay are they going to think i'm weak are they going to how are people going to view me mm, yeah. to be taking taking this are they going to sort of take me as like you know the typical mm. like mental patient when i'm mm. like so it was really really hard i think um but you know one good thing i think my parents have been like super gracious mm. and super open minded mm. and like they've been willing even maybe when they don't understand certain things to mm. like walk on the journey with me of like okay mm. This is sort of where you're at and how can we get you to a better place you know so i mm. mean for the first time in a long time i'm not on medication and how long is a long time oh wow uh maybe oh maybe four four or five months four five months mm -hmm. okay um yeah mm. um just to wrap it up the conversations we tackle issues concerning mental health mm -hmm. with people that are dealing with these situations and we also have a platform on the Help Beyond Borders uh, website where people can send us anonymous messages. So we have some anonymous messages which we are going to read out. We're gonna read out two. But before we get into that, Mwape, mm -hmm. I am having mental, take it I'm having mental health issues. Yeah. What's the best advice you can give me? Mm. For me to get help because, I mean, there are private hospitals that offer counseling that offer specialists mm -hmm. uh, advice on this thing but they're yeah. pretty expensive yeah pretty pretty expensive and the only place i have to go to is chinama yeah. chinama gets a lot of stigma yeah i had a situation which side note i have been there though every time i go there i'm like hey what if someone sees me here yeah but you know so now yes. look <laughs> uh i i went to chinama i took somebody yeah close 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 uh relation uh me being seen there and you know being Zach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What not. Um, while it's there, somebody asked me, are you here because mm. of your operation? And mm. this is a person who is actually working 
in a facility that is known for okay in the medical uh yeah. field somebody asked me such a question like no i've actually brought somebody so there's a lot of stigma around chinama because yeah. even me who was taking somebody there i felt offended that just because i had brain surgery yeah. somebody <laughs> sees me here they think i'm coming here because something maybe yeah. might have gone wrong mm-hmm. but what would you tell somebody who needs to go and seek help and they can't afford to go to some of these specialist hospitals they need mm-hmm. to go to china what can you tell them ish um what i can say is if it'll help you make it till tomorrow go mm-hmm. go go you I, and i think sometimes you have to look at every day almost like this could be my last day mm-hmm. you know like you never know we don't know the plans like life has for us mm-hmm. And so the way I see it, I mean, hey, you know what? If this was my last day and I needed to get help, mm-hmm. hey, I am going to get help. And, you know, like you, I think when you're talking about fighting stigma, it starts with you fighting your own stigma, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like once you're able to break through that barrier within yourself of, you know what? It's okay for me to mm-hmm. be at a place where I need help. Mm-hmm. I think it makes the process a lot easier. Okay. And go with someone who you feel comfortable with. So quickly... We are not going to discuss uh, the SMS that we received, but we want to hear your opinions in the comment box about this situation. Uh, my my way of doing this podcast from now on, the guests will be reading the emails. Yeah. I share the emails with you. So please read the first email for us. Okay. So this is an anonymous email, an email that has come from um, somebody who we don't know. So mm-hmm. please go ahead and... Okay. So this one says, Hello, um, I am a young lady aged 25. I'm struggling with anxiety and depression. I advocate for mental health and I'm a mental health counselor. But even though that's my field, I am unable to find solutions nor offer myself therapy. Mm -hmm. Nothing seems to work in my life anymore, in my career, work, and family. I want to stay alive for the sake of my seven-year-old daughter, but I'm slowly giving up. I was divorced at 21 years old, and now I'm 25 with no job and a family to take care of. Alcohol has been my only coping mechanism. I can't open up to the people around me about my struggle because they all see me happy and strong. Even though people see me volunteer with different NGOs, there's nothing that I gain but only exposure. The more reason why people think that I'm okay, yet I'm slowly dying. I need help. That's one of the messages that we received through our anonymous platform. Wow. In a minute, what's your wage to her? Before you read the other one, what's your wage to her? How many minutes are we remaining with? <laughs> We're remaining with three minutes. We're going to get okay. four extra minutes. Just <laughs> quickly, what's your wage to that lady? Break through your own stigma. What's holding you back is your perception mm-hmm. of what people will think about you. Counselors do need counselors. Yeah. Counselors do need counseling yeah, too. Yeah. So you have to see a specialist. If it's possible, send us your number through the anonymous platform. Say that it's you and we'll try and get you the help that you need. Absolutely. Uh, secondly, the second message. This is an istre- interesting one, very interesting message. Okay. The second one says, hey, this is a good platform. Something that has caused quite a public stir in everything. I am a 17-year-old boy, ever depressed and stressed mm-hmm. about myself. I have really low self-esteem and the like. I come from a very religious home, but my father, despite his position in church, beats our mom in front of us um, from the time we were children, and in public, we play perfect family 
and in public we play perfect family at this point my mom's in it just because of the children i have grown to hate being a guy and now my sexuality is into men mm. everything feels so messy Oof. wow this one is a heavy one <coughs> read the last part again it says i have grown to hate being a guy and now my sexuality is into men everything feels so messy Oof. this is a very sensitive matter something that actually need mm. proper proper counseling and um i would love that this person comes forth and we have yeah. a chat with them and just link them to people the who can help uh, people who can yeah. help it's a very it's a very sensitive issue especially things that concern sexuality in our day and age mm -hmm. there's abuse there's yeah. suicide there's depression mm. in here there's mm. also the role of all of this in the mm. church there's so many yeah mm. there's so many things he's dealing with wow there's a lot i would love to find out does the church know or have the mm. children reached out to the church to good, talk yeah, to them about what the parents are going through what the dad does because wow. um, it's a very tricky situation oh, wow well please leave your comments in the comments section what advice can you give the young lady who yeah sent us an, an anonymous message uh, uh, the first one, and also the young boy who is about to to lose his track of his sexuality. Yeah. He, he needs help, and it's been the conversations. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you guys. Mape. Thank you. The so last much words. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I hope. This <laughs> I want to run away because I'm being emotional <laughs> about this. Imagine like, I was about to close. <laughs> I'm like part one. I hope this is not the last time. I'll be back because we still have a lot of things Great. to cover. Of and thank you so much for everything that you do, not only for other people, but in the way that it, you know, touches people like thank myself. You. And we need, we need this. Thank you. So yeah, thanks for having me here today. It's been great having you, Mape. Sorry I became emotional. I was about to close <laughs> without awesome. listening to our last words. Thank you so much for watching. Yeah. We are also on YouTube. We record the conversations on Facebook. We are Zach ZDC. Thank you.